Hello and welcome to the Healthcare Maze, episode number four. Today we're going to talk about health insurance plan features, and by going through these features a step at a time, it'll help you better understand what health insurance plan is good for you. So first we'll start off with uh, a definition of some of the key features. First, and this is these are five major features. They're all considered out-of-pocket features. A lot of times they might be referred to as cost-sharing features that you have with insurance companies. The first is premiums. It's easy to for most of us to think of premiums as the monthly bill for your insurance. However, you basically pay a premium to access your health insurance plan. And while the monthly premium may be how much you pay for your plan, it's not how much you're going to pay for all of your health care services. In fact, if you purposely choose a plan that has lower premiums, you'll probably pay more out of pocket over the long term to see your doctor or if, if you need to, to go to hospital to get some services. Deductibles, it's how much you pay for health care services out of pocket before your health insurance starts or your coverage starts. In most plans, once you pay your deductible, you still need to pay co-pays and co-insurance until you hit the out-of-pocket max, after which the plan pays 100% of services. It's important to remember that the deductible and out-of-pocket maximum are two different things. The deductible is how much you'll pay for a covered procedure or service before your insurance coverage starts. The out-of-pocket max is the total amount you'll pay for care, including your deductible. A copayment, a lot of times in the industry, is just referred to as a copay is a fixed amount that you'll pay for a specific service, a medication, procedure. And it's again, it's another way that health insurance will split cost with you after you hit your deductible. In addition to that, you may have co-payments on specific services before you hit your deductible. For example, a lot of health insurance plans will have co-pays for doctor office visits and prescription drugs before you hit your deductible. You will pay for a copay until you hit your maximum out-of-pocket amount. Coinsurance is another way that health insurers split costs with you. Unlike a copayment, coinsurance isn't a fixed cost. It's a percentage of the cost you pay for your services. For example, if you have coinsurance of 20%, you'll pay 20% of the cost of covered services until you reach your out-of-pocket maximum. The maximum out-of-pocket amount, also called the out-of-pocket limit, is the most you'd ever have to pay for health services. Payments made towards your deductible, as well as your, any co-payments and co-insurance payments, all go towards your out-of-pocket limit. It's important to note that your monthly premiums do not count towards your out-of-pocket limit. 
the average maximum out-of-pocket limit for 2022 is $8,700 for individual plans and $17,400 for family plans. Plans that have higher premiums will always tend, as we've discussed prior, to have lower out-of-pocket limits. The maximum out-of-pocket is actually a protection enacted under the Affordable Care Act. Previously to the ACA, a lot of these plans did not have a cap on what a person would be required to spend on their services in a year. This often meant if you, if you really underwent very expensive treatments, for example, cancer surgery, you could face almost unlimited medical bills, even when you had insurance. Now, that's no longer the case because of these maximum out-of-pocket amounts that were set up under the ACA. Supplemental health insurance products, a lot of times they're referred to as secondary insurance. So for example, if you have original Medicare, Medicare typically pays for 80% of the cost you'll incur for Part B, the outpatient cost. If you got a supplemental plan, better known as a Medigap plan, that will pick up and pay for the remaining 20%. Some other examples of supplemental health insurance plans are dental plans and vision plans. Dental insurance is become fairly common now and it's very similar in the sense that there are dental HMOs and dental PPOs and they're still relatively inexpensive. Some of even better plans that are around typically are about $30 a month for an individual. Vision insurance covers regular eye exams, eyeglasses, contact lenses. However, if you actually had to have some sort of surgery on your eyes, that surgery is covered by your health insurance plans. Critical illness insurance. Unfortunately, some people who have significant diseases that could last, in some cases, for a number of years or over their lifetimes, you can get critical insurance. You'll get some sort of a lump sum cash payment if you had that coverage. We've mentioned in the previous episode that the Affordable Care Act required a qualified health plan to have 10 essential benefits. Briefly going over the categories of these services, ambulatory payment, patient services, outpatient care you receive without being admitted to a hospital, emergency services, hospitalization for surgery, overnight stays, pregnancy, maternity, newborn care, mental health and substance use disorder, prescription drugs, rehab services and devices, laboratory services, preventive and wellness services, pediatric services, which include dental and vision coverage for children. Now, it's important to note that these are categories of services and depending on the state, they may have different types of services in each of these categories, or they may even decide to offer more services than these 10 essential services. One of the things that private health insurance is not required to cover 
is durable medical equipment, such as wheelchairs and ventilators. So if you're in a position where it's something you're looking for and you have private health insurance, you have to make sure that these types of durable medical equipment are covered in your private health insurance plan because it's not required. All health insurance plans on government-run marketplaces offer preventive health services, such as shots and screening tests at no cost to plan members. There are 22 free preventive services outlined at healthcare.gov. Some examples, alcohol misuse, blood pressure screening, cholesterol screening, depression screening, diabetes screening, diet counseling, hepatitis B and C screening, HIV screening, immunization, all the different types of vaccines that are there, statin preventive medication, tobacco use screening, and tuberculosis screening, just to name a few. Now some of these screenings that I listed are for specific age groups, so you have to really take a look at the details. And on healthcare.gov, women and children have their own set of preventive care benefits listed. How much should a health insurance plan cost? Well, thanks to, again, the Affordable Care Act, there's typically five items that go into setting your premium. Your age, where you live, whether or not you use tobacco, individual versus a family plan, and then whatever tier plan you want. And we discussed in the previous episode the tiers are bronze, silver, gold, platinum, or catastrophic. And we had also mentioned that most individuals favored the silver plan category. You're not allowed as a healthcare insurance company to take into account male or female or gender, current or past health history when setting a premium. So anyone who is a pre-existing condition prior to the ACA could have either been faced with one or two issues. One is very high premiums. If somebody unfortunately was looking for health insurance who had already been diagnosed, let's say, with cancer, or in a lot of cases, they may have found it difficult to even get insurance because of their pre-existing condition. <laughs> However, when you look at, well, how much is this, gonna, this health insurance plan gonna cost me? You have to look at more than the monthly premium. I've come across many people over the years who seem very surprised at how much their healthcare services were costing them and would always make a comment to the fact, you know, I thought this was going to be, a, usually if your monthly premiums are very low, your deductibles are going to be very high, your co-insurance is going to be high, your pocket limit for the year will be higher. So it really, you really want to take a look at all these pieces and not just what's the premium. That the discussion we had prior, if you're someone who's healthy and especially a younger person who's healthy and there doesn't appear to be a need at this point for any continuous health services, 
you could probably get a lower monthly premium plan, even though you would have the higher deductible coinsurance and out-of-pocket limit, because your expectation as far as using health services in a year are going to be lower than someone who is either sicker or someone who's older. If you're older, you don't have to go with the highest premium plan, but probably should be looking at least at the silver level, maybe even the gold level, if that's something that's affordable for you. One of the benefits, again, of going on to healthcare.gov is if you're income is between 100% and 400% of the federal poverty line in your particular state, you could then get a premium tax credit. And that would help you reduce the cost of your premiums. And if you're able to get the tax credit, it, it then it certainly gives you an opportunity to go for a higher category than the lowest bronze level. But again, these tax credits are only available on exchange plans, which are the government plans at the state and federal websites. When do you typically buy health insurance? For most people, there's one period of time to apply, and that's referred to as the open enrollment period. Most people can't purchase insurance outside of that time unless you qualify for a special enrollment period. In 2022, the open enrollment period goes from November 1st of 2021 till January 15th of 2022. If you're not on a group plan, if you're just buying health insurance on a state or federal platform, once you go past this period of time, you have to wait till next year. Again, unless you qualify for special enrollment or if you qualify for Medicare or Medicaid. The special enrollment period that I was referring to begins with what's called a qualifying event. Some examples of that include a student who turns 26. Another qualifying event that allows you to seek coverage outside of the normal open enrollment period is getting married or having a baby. Also, if you move to a new zip code that usually qualifies for, for special enrollment. And then, depending on the state you live in, they may have other. One of the things you should know is that you, you can't qualify for a special enrollment period if you fail to pay your premiums and your coverage lapses. So if you don't pay your premiums, your coverage lapses, and now you decide, okay, I think I'm gonna go in and get a certain procedure done, I better go get some health insurance before I have that procedure. You, you can't do that. You would have to wait until the, the normal open enrollment period to do that. Finding, again, just to summarize here, finding a health insurance plan that fits you, you need to look at all of these different features. And again, if you're rarely using health care services, a high deductible, low premium plan probably makes sense. If you're managing unfortunately, a chronic illness or someone who typically needs to go to a physician more frequently than most people, a health insurance plan that has higher premiums but lower out-of-pocket costs is probably going to be more affordable for you in the long run. That completes our discussion 
of some health insurance plan basics. Next section or episode rather that uh, we're going to go into, we're going to start to talk about the impact of medical debt on patients in the U.S. Again, just as a reminder, if you'd like to make a comment on any of our episodes, you can reach us at the following email address, thehealthcaremaze at gmail.com. Please remember to subscribe. Thank you very much for listening, and we hope to talk to you again next week.